taking drugs so you can take that three-point jump shot. Slamming pills so you can slam that ball right into the hole. Mugging your friend's movie so you can meet Muggsy Bogues. All of this and more on this episode of WatchBots! Hi, everyone. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast where the only last dance we care about is the one that Zach and Kelly had at the prom where she didn't have a dress, but then Zach deflowered her outside the gym. This is Ben, and I'm joined by team manager, Shailen. Hello. And a transfer student, Dave. <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't think of these before. I'm ready to hang dong. So, uh, I'm ready to for hang time. Hang dong. Come on get the... Our long national nightmare is over. It was confirmed a few hours ago that the Snyder Cut of Justice League is being released. Oh, my oh God. God. And thank God. I know I've been spamming release the Snyder Cut ever since I saw the original movie. And it just brings me so much joy that, that we did it. We accomplished something. I bought a billboard. <laughs> you that's took... why dave's not allowed to use the bank account anymore that's right yeah <laughs> which one even was justice league is that the one that ends with martha martha was batman and superman so it's a different movie yeah another Zack snyder movie so which one was justice league the one had uh aquaman and he had like witty quips and then it had the flash and he mm. had like witty quips and then it had wonder woman and she also had witty quips and they fought lots of bug men. Yeah. I don't know if I saw that. Oh my god, it was mm. abhorrent. One, not a big Joss Whedon fan. I loved the Avengers movie, but I knew like that Justice League movie was in trouble when he took over because his style is very different than Zack Snyder's style, mm. and it shows. The movies just did not mesh. The movie that Zack Snyder filmed and the rest of it that Whedon filmed just really, really, really bad. There was a CGI mustache or cgi'd out mustache on superman that was so noticeable i I can't believe they let it happen like that movie was a hot pile of garbage well therein lies the problem right it's not like you see blade runner and there's like the final cut and the director's cut and you're taking what is an amazing movie and doing different things with it you know adding little pieces here and there justice league is a piece of trash and so i don't know how 20 to 30 million dollars is going to make that a good movie the fact that oh man it's Zack snyder who gives a fuck i mean the guy who plays superman is such a fucking like bored he's so bad as superman he just is stoic and doesn't emote and he's not entertaining in any way so i don't know how you can how do you recut that to make him interesting, I guess, would be like... Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, they're going to do some dialogue re-recording and they're getting the whole post-production team together and it's like, oh, cool. The the team that put together such good films as Man of Steel 
and Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> the capper, though, is so this is coming to HBO Max in 2021, and I, I cannot wait. But it's going to be four hours long. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> no one wants a four hour movie. Dear world, movie makers, like two audiences. Hours. Two hours is too long. If yeah. you can't say it in two yeah. hours, make a sequel. <laughs> And the possibility too is that, and again, this is just this is breaking today. So I think opinions are forming, things are going to change. But they were talking about doing it as a miniseries too, and it's like, oh man, that movie that sucked. I get to watch it over four hours. I cannot wait. Horseshit! They shouldn't do it. This is a bad idea. Do you know what would have been a better way to spend that money? What's that, Shailen? Erasing the other version of the movie. <laughs> $20 million to erase, to scrub out its existence. Yeah. I think they should release the Snyder Cut of Eraser. I don't know what that is. The Arnold Schwarzenegger film? That's the one, yes. Yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. My favorite line? What's your favorite line from that movie, Ben? You are erased. <laughs> Mine is when he shoots a crocodile in the head. Sure. Because uh, it's, 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 it's a horribly CGI rendered crocodile and it's attacking him in a zoo or something. Mm-hmm. And he just shoots it with a, a nine millimeter handgun. The thing dies immediately. And he goes, your luggage. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a delight. <laughs> Not contrived at all. I wish I had that level of ready wit. You know what I mean? Like you're in a bad situation. Things are tense. And... You skate by by the skin of your teeth, and it's like, oh, man, that's a live wire. It would be something to do with electricity in that situation. But I, I feel yeah. like that's that's, <laughs> the, that's the true skill of the action hero, right? It's not scaling the building. It's not saving the damsel in distress or the dam in distress. But it's being able to make that quip. True. And no post-production in the world is going to fix that Zack Snyder. So you can suck <laughs> eggs calling you out. What's he going to put in the next, like the other two hours of the movie? It's just going to be like slow-mo shots of like, you know, sepia-toned fields. Of the, well. Like, just cut in the, cut in the uh, Man of Steel stuff. As I recall, Watchmen, another bad movie that he directed, came out with a three and a half hour ultimate cut. I believe the ultimate cut of Batman and Superman is about three hours. So you know that they shot all this bullshit. Oh, man. I just don't understand why no one taught people, like current filmmakers, no one needs that much bullshit. Like, if you can't keep it to a tight two hours, Mm -hmm. you're telling your story badly. That's the thing I agree with, because we, here every week, keep it to Mm -hmm. a tight two hours. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm saying. People love their two-hour podcasts. If I came out with an ultimate cut of four hours a week, people would be all over us. They'd be saying, it's too much time. It would be too much time. It's too much time. I agree. We're a bunch of Zack Snyders out here, they would say. But we would just have to talk in slow-mo a lot. Yeah, yeah. The whole (laughs) podcast is done in (laughs) slow-mo. Shot in glorious 4K HDR, ultra-high definition. That's ultra-high definition, Shailen. Ultra-high definition i'm trying to spread out my words to get to that four hour mark is it working speaking of high definition we are at the tepid conclusion of maved by the end gal our theme if you will (laughs) our theme month (laughs) about teen nbc comedies 
overseen by the, uh, is he dead? No. Okay. The no. not late, great Peter Engel. And we're finishing up with maybe the strangest one of them all. And I realize I've probably said that each of the last three weeks, but we're talking about hang time. And Shailen, you really had the dregs to pick from here. So why did you pick hang time over some of the other possibilities like USA High or One World or Malibu? So given the fact that last week we talked about a show whose name I can't even remember that was so much, was it City Guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was such a ripoff of Saved by the Bell. I figured maybe we, what we should do is try to find something that has a difference, right? All the other shows that we've watched, it's a group of kids in high school who just hang out together. Right. Now we have a group of kids in high school who hang out together because of something. A cause, if you will. They have a unifying factor other than a band that they created just because they hung out together. Mm-hmm. And that thing... The great unifier, the great equalizer, basketball, boys basketball, no less. Mm, is it though? It is. It is. It's a whole plot point in the first episode of the TV show. Mm-hmm. So. You throw up a peach basket on the wall and men, women, people of all races, genders, political leanings. Drug use. Get them together. Athletic ability relationship to other athletes it's a beautiful thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so hang time created by troy searer who of course was a writer on usa high which is a show we didn't talk about but it's teens in europe futzing about now he's a producer of reality television also created by robert tarlow and mark fink who are tv writers that's all i have to say about them he's a real fink (laughs) (laughs) got him so the core of it is around a boys basketball team for Deering High a girl comes in her name's Julie she tries out for the team but she's good god she's such a talent but everybody's losing their mind it's something that would make the Joker proud I feel Mm -hmm. but that's the idea it's a girl on a boys team so it's not intramural basketball she's just that fucking talented she's like Julie the cat Gaffney in D2, The Mighty Ducks. You exactly. Know? She just wanted her chance. And when she got her chance, she saved Chris from City Guys's triple deke shot and won them the gold medal at the Junior Goodwill Games from the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. It's, it's just like that. together. That's right. All goes back to Iceland. Very nice. <laughs> We've used the word fake and inauthentic a lot over the last month to talk about how these shows just they just don't feel like teenage life. To me, this may be the capper of it. Oh yeah. Because they're in a high school. I actually I'm maybe it's California. I thought it was Indiana. I think it's Indiana. Indiana in my head. But like in the world of this show, the coach is a former NBA player who has nothing better to do than to coach a high school team. At least two of the kids or the children of either college stars or NBA stars. NBA stars are constantly showing up. None of these kids are particularly athletic looking uh, or playing. <laughs> so it just feels. Maybe one. Yeah. Yeah. It, one of them, maybe because he was 10 years older than the rest. Inexplicably <laughs> almost 30. But yeah. It, like this show, just as we watched it too, like it just felt really phony. I would use for this one. Last week, I went inauthentic. This week, I'm going with overwrought. Right. 
Mm. That mm. will be my word of the episode. I watched it and I had the same thought. Like everything is just fake and inauthentic. But I think all four of these Peter Engel shows that we've watched are uh, like I've summed it up. It's fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's fantasy for preteens. Like, oh, this is what high school yeah. is. I can't. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to go to high school and just uh, have my own radio show or play on the boys' basketball team or, I don't know, meet Muggsy Bogues. Like, it's I mean, that would fantasy. be cool. Like, yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but like, it's fantasy. They don't go to school or they go to school, but they don't, they're rarely in class. Mm-hmm. If they have a class project, it's, it's a rap. Like, yeah, or really fun, like shooting a movie. And you rarely see the parents unless they're estranged and coming back to visit you. It's a complete like modern day fairy tale. Like yeah. <laughs> they always win. I mean, there's that. And I think too, like, because it's about a basketball team, a lot of the show has to be about basketball, but it's really tough to add out a game of basketball as we'll talk about. And so that half of the show too has to be like these wacky hijinks that don't really connect with the other stuff that they're doing. So everything is just like, it's like you're looking at a fucking Picasso painting. Mm -hmm. There's just like things coming at you from weird angles. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Like many of these shows, similar to Saved by the Bell in that season one went a certain way. Mm -hmm. Our man, Peter Engel, came in, demolished things, built it from the ground up. He wasn't involved in season one, but... I love that. They're like, "This, this isn't working. Get... I, I got a guy. Get Angle, yeah. Get the expert. Get hey, what's up? We call him the fixer. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, it's the fixer here. What, what do you need? Show me the script. <laughs> we need to cut half the cast. And they he did. walks in. He's More. got a, he's got like a fucking eye patch, <laughs> like a sleeveless black t-shirt, smoking a cigarette. He's just carrying a machete and a trash bag for some reason. Sorry, my uh, my Angle Tingle went off. I heard you guys were writing a terrible script. <laughs> Hashtag Angle Tingle. <laughs> But he excised half the cast. So Coach was there, Julie was there, and Mary Beth was there. They got rid of everybody else. Then half the cast changed from season two to season three. They changed more for season four. But then seasons four to six, yes, six seasons, all all had the same characters. There were six seasons of six this show. But it That's took, right. Thanks to me. <laughs> it took them four seasons to get to character names like Nick Hammer. Rico Bosco <laughs> and Kenny Silk Hayes. So I think, you know, when you're talking about like Vince D'Amato and Josh, that's not good enough. You need to get to Rico Bosco. It takes time to get that magic sauce down. That's true. A few notable actors here. In the episode we watch, uh, Anthony Anderson is there. He plays Kenny, who's the son of a college star. Went on to be in Law & Order SVU and he hosts Food Network shows. He was really raunchy in me, myself, and Irene, which I did not mm-hmm. care for. Mm-hmm. Was he in that? Yeah, shockingly raunchy. I turned it right off. <laughs> also, one of the kids in the later seasons was the kid who voiced Feifel from An American Tale. Oh, In really? a live action role. But I think the coaches are really the ones just to call out here. So the coach for the first three seasons is former NBA player Reggie Theus. This was his first acting role of any substance. And it shows. May shock you. He puts on a grade A performance, but like he had cameoed in things. But this was it. They were just like, Engel came in. Oh, no, I guess Theus was already there. My story's ruined, but I'll continue as if it wasn't. <laughs> Get me Theus. We need Theus. <laughs> you know, at first they, they called me up and they were like, we need somebody to uh, really bring something worthy to the first season of the show. I, I put in a few calls. I got Theus on board, <laughs> we, we got but Theus. it wasn't enough. 
Yeah. I, was, I took a look at the cast, the, you know, a couple scripts and I said, look, you've, you've got a smarmy know-it-all like that's been done. Zach's been done. Cut him. You know, Mark Paul did it before and no one can do it again. We need a man who's on social security. We need Josh. Get me a Josh. <laughs> <laughs> we need a man in a white sweater to play a 15 year old. Give me a short kid from Chicago. That's what the kids <laughs> want to see. Trust me. I've done my research. Don't fuck with Engel. With a full New York accent. <laughs> That's why they call me Angela, because I'll I'll kill you. <laughs> Shailen didn't care for that. Shailen, was that too far? That was a bridge too far, damn it. Took me by surprise. Hmm. I wish my angle tingle was going off then. Listeners, if you felt that was in good taste, hashtag acceptable. Um, so after Reggie Theus left, he was replaced by Dick Butkiss, who was a football player. <laughs> But at least Dick Butkus had some acting credits, so he played coach Mike Quietkowski. So just an amazing thing. Did they like put words on ping pong balls, just turn this machine and pull them out and make names up? Josh, Paper, Kenny, Silk, Hayes. I'm going to go with yes, that definitely happened. Dick Butkus. Oh, great, great. Okay, cool. (laughs) The show actually got some acclaim for its realistic depictions of drug use that may have picked up later on because we sure didn't get that here yeah i think that's yeah, a different it, episode it won a prism award which is like a teen choice award type mm-hmm. of thing but not for this episode another drug episode there are so many special episodes there are a lot of special episodes this whole series of special episodes and <laughs> i heard that a prism award uh was for the best professional male porn star do you get it no professional jism oh <laughs> pro jism prism gross ben you don't want to brag but uh the prism award that was all angle they couldn't have done that on their own i feel like the angle shows have a certain connection to the plot of a lot of you know pornos and stuff like that we talked about this a little bit last week but badly scripted it gets Perfectly balanced gender-wise. It's clearer yeah. and clearer by the week. It, and it's all like the dialogue is just one step away from them just tonguing down and yeah, taking yeah. their clothes off. I didn't happen, I'm here to deliver a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> we have to save the Max. We have to save the stadium at Mall. Mall. <laughs> anyway, we'll get there. So the episode we watched here was titled Shortcuts. And no, it's not about haircuts or getting somewhere faster. <laughs> it's about steroids. It, it is about getting somewhere faster. Steroids. Yeah, but not like if you're in a car. No, it's a, it's a, that's a short joke. And there's oh, plenty okay. of them. Yes. There are just a few. Yeah. So it took place in the middle of season two. So you got Vince and Josh and Danny and Kenny and Julie. That's your main team. A little Bobby and Smokey <laughs> Joe. <laughs> but note, Rico four. Bosco. Was written by Tony Soltis, who, of course, wrote for Saved by the Bell, the new class. And for some reason, 15 years later, he also wrote an episode of The Shield, uh, which I don't know. Oh, I kind of like that. I support yeah, that. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy wrote, wrote, wrote a few episodes of Hang Time. He knows the market. Let's get him in for The Shield. That Shield episode was about steroids. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'd buy Just, it. The flu went through the writer's room that week at The Shield, and they were like, who's not sick that has written a TV episode ever? <laughs> Get this guy. 
They called up Engel, and he was like, I got a guy. He worked Tony with me Soltis. Time. Almost <laughs> got us a PRISM award, but it uh, was too much jism. So. <laughs> Aired on October 12th, 1996. I what wish I knew what was happening then? then. I'm glad that you both asked that question completely naturally. <laughs> Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. 96, this was right around the time of the Tickle Me Elmo. Oh. A real craze. Indeed. I remember my dad's friend worked at a radio station, Mm -hmm. and he was in possession of a Tickle Me Elmo at one point, and he was like, should I just sell it on the internet, or should I give it away as I was meant to do when they gave this to me for free? Hmm. (laughs) It was a whole thing. He was going to sell it on the internet in 1996? It was right when eBay started. Sure. But he ended up doing the honorable and noble thing and did it as a radio giveaway like he promised. Just the fervor over that. I, I don't know that we'll see anything like that again. Um, I don't. Like a toy or like in anything? Because like there's, there's like there's like people <laughs> kind of anything, up for iPhones. Yeah. 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 But I mean, not to that. De- well, yeah. I think there's a more broad understanding of of what is necessary for supply to prevent that kind of demand now. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's going to be shortages of things, but I feel like with Tickle Me Elmo, no one really predicted what the demand was going to be and for how, it. Yeah, how could you have? I, I guess the closest corollary is within the the Disney community, there's a lot of heavy, heavy fans, right? Like people who are obsessed with everything. And anytime that there's a new piece of merchandise, and I, I've been reading about this in the last couple of weeks, so they'll release it on their e-store. I hate saying e-store. I feel sound like an asshole. But people have like bots set up to buy up all the merchandise. So like people are just buying lots and lots of stuff. And then they're immediately selling it on eBay for like 400% the price. Unlike Tickle Me Elmo, this is limited release stuff that's just not coming back. Like it's one run and then it's done. So it's just people manipulating the internet. And while that is shitty to do, I admire the guts and the willpower to set up like these algorithms and stuff. Uh, a-, a world beyond me. Top movies. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> The Ghost and the Darkness. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard of that, that movie. D- Dave, sum that one up. Give me a one-sentence synopsis. Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas hunt lions. lions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, I had that movie on VHS. Do you have it on 4K Blu-ray? I do not. That seems like it would be a real, available. be a visual feast. I remember watching, like being very excited about that movie for some reason. And, and then sitting down, I bought it instead of rented it and sat down, watched it and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, it just explores the relationship between these, these two hunters uh, and the, the lions occasionally come in and eat people. <laughs> the way it should be. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Number two movie, the long kiss. Good night. A fun movie. I don't know what that is either. Shailen, did you live? 1996 was a weird year for me. Didn't have cable. Because of the divorce? I don't know what the reason was. We just didn't have cable. Because of the divorce. Probably. Number three, The First Wives Club. Now that movie, oh. I know. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. It had, I remember all the white pants. Right. So it had Barbara Bush. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, uh, Ivanka showed up later in like a weird like time prediction thing, or Melania. She, she's not the wife; she's the <laughs> oh, daughter. Oh man, oh, what a Freudian <laughs> slip by me! 
Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. Filthy dog. You. Oh my. It certainly feels like they're married. Gross. So let's get into this bullshit. So <laughs> the version that we've posted in the show notes here, I, I was a little concerned at first because it's got like some VHS tracking on it. So I went to look for another version <laughs> and I found one, except it's the hearing impaired version of it. So it's the show, but it's just this old bald dude doing sign language down in the corner <laughs> over the entire show, including the song. That's right. They didn't include subtitles. No, no. They hired a dude, a dude. to do the signing. And I appreciate the the attention to detail. Right. I'm glad that that person was available to do that. But subtitles, man, so much easier. I wonder. I, I was thinking about this a lot. Like, did this guy just do it on its on his own? Yeah, sometimes later, say. or did I? I don't know. Let's go with yes. Yeah, we'll we'll go with he was like one of the Sunday morning mask guys mm-hmm. who normally does that, and he had extra time in front of the green screen, so he was like, "I'm gonna sign a couple episodes of this TV show." Sure, you get a little <laughs> spare time in front of the green screen. You got to take advantage of yeah, it. It's yeah. a good idea. And like, why did he choose hang time? Yeah, because <laughs> I couldn't find any others. I just found that one episode of hang time. <laughs> you just did that. Maybe one. it was like a final project for his like sign language school or like speech communication. Maybe d- degree. Yeah, he went to to okay. the old uh, SLSU sign language school university. Go Cougs! So the song, the song is amazing. It's called <laughs> "Me and My Friends at Hang Time." Which is about right. It's pretty literal. <laughs> I I can't get over this song. Let's listen to it. Hang time, running together, putting it on the line. Hang time, jamming forever, taking it up for hang time. When we're hot, we're in the zone. You could replace hang time right. with literally any two-syllable sport, and this song is still perfectly applicable. Well, it is, <laughs> Baseball. it Come doesn't together. make sense. Baseball. Like, the last lines of the song are, I'll always remember me and my friends at hang time. That, I don't, like, I think is that, when they're hanging is out a, is what he means, but, like. I yeah, said yeah. and hang time. Nope, the song, the name of the song it's is in me hang time? And, and my friends at hang time. So they all like jump together and like are, yeah. are in the air at the same time. At first I was like, is hang time the name of the restaurant? But I don't think so. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I just think this is some That's sloppy Sharkies. bullshit. Sharky's from California Dreams. No, it's the stadium at mall. At mall. So we need to break from format a little bit here. As with many of these shows, there's an A plot and there's a B plot. The A plot is about steroids and there's a lot to say. The B plot is about the kids making this fucking monster movie. I would like to interject here. There's such nothing to it. It's not a monster movie. (laughs) This is a school project that takes up half an episode with no reason, no plot, and no sense. That is correct. Mm. 
Now, here's what I propose. I have six clips. I would like to play them all back to back, and then we can spend three minutes talking about this B-plot. Anything is fair game. I have a song. I can play it underneath it so we can track our progress, and then we can really focus in on the meat. Like, I don't want to zip around, like, talking about this kid doing steroids and then being like, they're in the the cafe and they're talking about banana splits. That sucks. This B-plot sucked, and I didn't like it. Banana. All right. I'm going to play six clips. This is exciting. Six. I will count them out. As Like this. One. One. Going somewhere Zeltoid? Two. Our English grade totally depends on us telling a good story. Well, I thought it was going great. Well, it was. Three. Blah, oh, blah, oh, blah, oh. Four. Four. Hey, guys. I hear you're making a movie. You got a part for the... Hottest coach in Deering? Five. Ugh. Hey, guys. About your film. I prepared an audition scene. Will you watch? Six. Here's your burger, honey. With extra banana. <laughs> Thanks. Banana. All right, here we go. You ready? We have three minutes and four seconds. Say your piece. Starting now. The only redeemable quality was the funny makeup on their palms of their hands with eyeballs, but it didn't have anything to do with what they told us this movie was about. It was stupid. Okay. Dave? Um, I mean, the only reason they had this B-plot was to resolve the A-plot. Um, all of it, there's a five-second clip that you could pull at the end and the rest of the B-plot could have been uh, completely deleted from the show and it would all be understood. Yeah, yeah, it just, it connects with nothing. So they're in English class and they're making this movie to show that they can tell a story and it's like, in my English classes, we parsed sentences and shit and we fucking read Shakespeare. We weren't making movies. I found that upsetting. We did like movies and projects and stuff, but we made good quality stuff. Oh, I bet. Are we out of three minutes? No. I hit pause by accident. It, it has <laughs> this weird undertone to it, too. So this gets into something that we can talk about. And that's the weird relationship the coach has with the players. Yeah. Like, he approaches them in this weird, creepy-ass way. And he's like, I want to be in the movie. Let me audition. What about your sexy coach? Can you put me on the screen? <laughs> I think he's trying to be relatable. And instead, he comes off as being a real fucking weirdo. That's true. Yeah, I just... Man, I, I don't know. And, and I mean, the B-plot does connect to the A-plot in a couple ways, but for the most part, like it's just... It's completely detached. It's like they put up a big wall, and they're like, one guy is going to write this one, one guy's going to write this one, and never the two shall meet. I, just, I also struggled... Sorry, Shailen. I also struggled with like um, what the movie they were making was about. Like I, they, they kept talking about Zeltoids and right. Zeldas and whatever. It's body it's snatchers, like, Dave. They were body yeah, snatchers. I know, but like they kept talking like back and forth. Like the the language they were using was confusing. It was a, it, what I'm getting at is they can't tell a good story to begin with. It was awful. They failed their, their they failed their assignment. I'd like to take it one step further. Mm-hmm. Writing was bad. Yeah, it's true. The da- show writer. Danny. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Danny, who definitely put the script together. Oh, Danny the character, bad writer for movies, but mm-hmm. whoever wrote this episode 
bad, lazy writing for the school. You calling Tony out? For this half of the episode. Yikes. You know, uh, Tony, Tony was a friend of mine. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I had him killed. <laughs> he really blew it with this episode. Anyway, what I do like about the movie they make is there's a twist ending. The, the Zeltoids win. Uh, Zeltoid hunters. They win. Yeah. They failed. And I don't know. I mean, I think it's bullshit. I have one last word for it. Banana. The main plot of the episode here has to do with steroids. So we start off with Vince coming in, and he talks about that Muggsy Bogues is going to be doing a clinic, and he's going to be doing it at Deering High for the best players in the region. And then he says... Only the best players in the region are invited, which means I'll be there. And if you guys don't make it, I'll get you all Muggsy's auto giraffe. So he says auto giraffe. I'm glad that that you confirmed that because I thought I was having a stroke. Was that a joke? Or like, does he have a speech impediment or did he just mispronounce the word? It's truly not clear. I don't know. Yeah, I like, oh, that's really funny? Question mark? (laughs) Yeah. Who would ever say auto giraffe instead of graph? Like, it's bonkers to me. Uh, To Shalen's point, this is bad writing. Before we go too far down the road, I guess we should introduce all of our players here, right? (laughs) Players, because they're on the team. (laughs) Didn't mean to do that. Pun not (laughs) intended. So we have Vince, who is, I would say he's a goofball, but then he's very serious this episode. You have Danny, who's another goofball, who kind of looks like Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's a goofball. You have Kenny, who's Anthony Anderson, who is also a goofball. Mm-hmm. You have Mary Beth, who in the first season was the head cheerleader, but now she is team manager. She's team manager, and she wears like red suits. She wears weird heeled shoes too. You have Julie, who is the star player. You know, she's the star female. They think she's cool. It's all good. And then you have the the best character we've encountered in a, in a while. This is Josh. <laughs> so when the camera cut to this guy, he's wearing like a white V neck sweater, and I went. Jesus Christ, he's not one of the kids, is he? Because he is like a foot forty-seven, a foot taller than any of them, and like you can see like the five o'clock shadow on this guy. I thought that he was one of their parents, and then I looked, and he was indeed ten years older than all of them. He was only on the show for this one season, and it's like, why? I don't know how, as an actor, you're like, yeah, I can play a high school kid. And then they show all the other actors that are playing high school kids. Like, yeah. maybe a little bit of self-awareness. Like, you know what? I don't think I belong here, Peter. Maybe you should recast someone. <laughs> I mean, no, gig, you never give a up a paying job when yeah. you're an actor, Dave. And this guy didn't have many paying jobs. No, so. he did not. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's it gets even grosser when you think, okay, the kids here were all 15. This dude was 25. And, and he's dating Julie, who's the main girl. Who was 15. Who's 15. It's just like, good boy. But it's okay because Hollywood or something, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'm not really yeah. actually excusing it. I'm making the Are you making a Harvey joke. Weinstein joke? Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. gross. Get on that Lolita Express. Hang time's Gosh. up. <laughs> Hashtag hang time's up. I was not a big like high school athlete. And so I found myself like scratching my head as I was watching this going, I don't understand what the point of a clinic is you know like what are you gonna do you're just gonna fucking futz around but julie has the answer 
Yeah, a good clinic can sure bring up your game. Okay, now I understand. That's true. Thanks, Julie. I understand why they're excited. So they're all really excited about the clinic for Muggsy Bogues. Now, it's going to be at their school, so you would think that they would have a leg up, but they don't, right? Fairness, man. Because they go to see Coach Fuller, and it's only them. So, which, so I, w- I was led to believe at this point that they're the only kids on the team, which we find out later is not true. But they're immediately like, oh, Coach Fuller, you're the shit. We love you. Julie says something. Daddy! Pardon me? Daddy! Oh, I, I would have thought she was saying that to Josh, who was old enough to be her father. Also, but. side note, <laughs> he is none of the kid's parent. Right. N- that's an okay. important Yeah, there, there's no nepotism here. Yeah. You're right, you're right. It's you know. not, she's not saying daddy in the way that he's actually her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's saying it in like the weird sex fuck it's sugar fucking daddy way. fucking weird. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say what you're, what you're walking around here. <laughs> but Coach Fuller is not to be swayed, not even by... Daddy! He's a man of principle, and he's not just going to let anybody into the, the clinic. You need great scoring assists and rebound stats. This bugged me for a reason that it probably shouldn't. Basketball is very much a team game, right? Mm -hmm. So you get five players on the court. The goal is to win. And a lot of times, players are sort of derided for building their stats up at the expense of the team. Like a guy who scores 30 points a game on a really shit team, you know, he's seen as like somewhat less than. Right. So that the criteria is just you need to get points, assists, and rebounds it feels like he's a bad coach who's coaching them the bad way. Can I also interject that if you Absolutely. Are, if you're trying to get kids to really up their game, why are you limiting it to the kids who are already really good at the game? That's a fair point. Well, yeah. <laughs> the rich get richer. Dar- Darwin was right. Yeah, that they're yeah. I guess like you could and we'll get get into this a little a little bit later, but like this is all coach's fault. Right, like all of it. Yeah, you're a, a terrible mentor, coach. Yeah, and a bad actor, and like a Calling bad. Theus. I think he's a bad person because <laughs> the, he can see that they're all excited, but he says it's based only on stats. So he like he makes this big show of saying, and the people going are Josh and Julie, and he says it like it's this big proclamation. Doesn't try to like sugarcoat it for the other kids. Or explain it, yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, sorry, you just got you, you got to have better stats. Like, yeah. oh, I, I know you have heart, but like, you know, the, this clinic only accepts people with you know this much points, the per best game of the or best, something. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he and, could at least make the excuse that like I don't make the rules. And it gets worse because as Vince, as we find out here, his dad was a college basketball star, and Vince wants to play for a Big Ten school, so that's a, a big time college. And he he says, oh, coach, like you know, help me out, throw me a bone. What does Coach say? You're good, but your stats just aren't there. I mean, to be honest, you've got some things to overcome. Your size, your physical strength. Coach. (laughs) Now, mind you, again, he's telling him to play really selfish basketball. The clinic is also being run by Muggsy Bogues, who's literally like five foot two. So... The small, the shortest man in like NBA history or something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, he is. And he's just like, hey, listen, high school kid. You're a little small. You got to get your stats up. And it's like, fuck you, coach. You're a fucking yeah. asshole, pal. This scene reminded me of the time we were playing a, a, vi- a wrestling video game with, mm. with our friends. And they were making a creator wrestler. <laughs> and they were making me. And our friend's girlfriend at the time was just saying, thinner, 
Make him smaller. <laughs> Scrawny. Make him smaller. So I felt <laughs> I felt for Finn here. Can you give him less muscles? Yes. <laughs> so I was triggered at this scene. Fuck you, coach. As a very short person who's very bad at athletic feats, mm-hmm. I also felt triggered by this scene when he said, you have things to overcome. And while this clinic could help you overcome them, because you haven't already overcome them, you can't have the tools to overcome them. I mean, as a tall, athletically gifted person myself, I can't <laughs> really empathize with what you're saying, but I hear you. Do you remember that? And I just think you need to get your stats up. Do you remember the time we tried to play basketball when we first started dating? Like we played one-on-one and within two minutes I was like, this is stupid and I hate it. No. Well, I am a foot taller than you. And <laughs> You're more than a foot taller than me. <laughs> yeah. Shailen is, is Vince-sized. Muggsy Bogue-sized to be generous. And I mean generous. So we go to mall. And <laughs> I keep saying it, but the establishing <laughs> shot is literally... It's a mall. it's a picture of a building and it just says mall on the marquee. It's funny as hell. Mall. Don't you remember the malls in the nineties? That's how they were all labeled. So it was <laughs> so you knew. And they're at the these I mean it's it's like they're the max, but it's called the stadium because of course, like all of these shows have a restaurant that's themed to the thing that they're doing. And it's a reuse of Sharkies from California Dreams. Yeah. God forbid you don't play basketball in that town. Like oh, stadium true. makes no sense. <laughs> So Vince is sitting in there, and Josh is either working or he owns the restaurant. I think by his age, I'm I'm comfortable saying he owns the restaurant. (laughs) And at first, Vince is like, oh, man, how do I get in that clinic? Like, I could buy Coach a dog, and then I could kidnap it. And it's very lighthearted. But then all of a sudden, it gets dead serious. (laughs) Look, the only way you're going to get better fast is with a lot of practice. Yeah, sure. Or steroids. Oh, <laughs> that, oh. Was, that was what he jumped to immediately. Wow. What, like, there's no explanation. Like, there's no background there. Like, oh, yeah, so many in my family did steroids. Maybe I could do steroids. Yeah, it's just, I, I mean, and you have to put it in context, right? This was before Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa got, got I mean, before their big chases and steroids. But yeah. some football players had been busted. Some basketball players had been busted. So I think... In terms of it being part of the athletic culture, it was there. It's just more like he's like, I could kidnap a dog or I could take some fucking steroids. They seem about on par with how realistic they each are. Right. And yet somehow this episode is like, we're going to lean into that really unlikely one. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I need five dollars. I could uh, ask my mom or I could rob a bank. Exactly. (laughs) I mean. I see where he's coming from, though, because where I couldn't empathize with his lack of athletic skill, I have had a long fascination with steroids, <laughs> and I have taught many times about just doing one one single cycle of like four to six weeks. I'm not saying like be on the juice forever, but I want to better myself as a person, and I think that steroids are the way to get there. They've been. I see a lot of acne on your neck, or. Eat shit. Really breaking out, Fuck man. You. Oh wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you sure you didn't do that cycle already? I you did that. You're doing steroids. You if I could. <laughs> punch the fuck out of you. Why are you in the background of that movie? Fuck you. You're not my mom. Vince talks about steroids, and Josh is like, Hey, Vince, that's not a good idea. I really don't think you should. Let's listen. Look, man, get serious. Steroids are dangerous. 
I knew a guy that took them. Man, he had roid rages. One minute he'd be happy, the next minute he'd go ballistic. He had massive acne, zits. Ooh, my beautiful face. <laughs> but I always told everyone I was going to play basketball at a Big Ten college, just like my dad. And his balls were small, too. <laughs> like, the way that Josh <laughs> explains this could not feel less authentic. Yeah, it was like he was reading off of the prescription bottle, like, side yeah, yeah. effects. <laughs> like, yeah, these steroids can cause uh, shrinkage of testicles, <laughs> uh, <laughs> acne breakout. It's like the end of the commercials for all the new drugs. It's like, yeah. stop yeah. taking this drug Diarrhea if you're allergic to this drug. Do not eat grapefruit. Prolexia may cause limb loss. <laughs> so they explain this, right? But then we have to keep this in mind. He has three weeks, Vince does, to get his stats up. Now, mind you, his stats are already at a certain point. So he's not starting from zero, but he also has to build them. Now, listen to this. Vince, you're good. You can get your stats up. In three weeks? Yeah. Like, hit the gym before school in the morning. Does stats work? Yeah. Like, there's a real disconnect with that, too. So, I mean, obviously, the idea behind taking steroids is to improve your athletic performance. But in basketball, so he's supposed to get assists and rebounds and more points. He can't really shoot the ball better on steroids. He's not really going to pass the ball better on steroids. So, like... Fuck you. They just make this... He, they, he sure can. And, and he does. <laughs> so, I mean, what what the fuck do I know? But, like, they make this equation between if you take steroids, your stats will get better. And it's just... It's a really shallow equivalency. I feel like this episode was written by someone who didn't have experience with steroids or have any no. kind of understanding what hold they on, do to your hold, body. Hold on, hold on. Sharon. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. I bet that this is a person who hangs out with people who do drugs like cocaine and talks about like how much mental acuity you get from using it and doesn't actually mm-hmm. understand effects of drugs. Drugs are fine. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do drugs. So Josh offers to help Vince, and he's like, I'll go to the gym with you. And Vince, again, in a line that makes no sense, he's like, no, whatever I do, I got to do it on my own. And it's like, this guy offered to help you, and he's going to the clinic, so whatever. But he doesn't do it on his own because he immediately calls a guy to help him get steroids. He sure does. (laughs) Now, he calls it Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo, again. Holy shit. Now, he looks like he's about Josh's age. I'm going to play a clip here. This one's a little bit long, but it gets into the steroids, and it ends in a way that I was not expecting. Hey, Jamala, I got the stuff. All right, Jimbo, you got the stuff? Yeah, the stuff. Great, give me the stuff. We are talking about steroids, right? Keep it down. You want the whole school to know about this? So, uh, does this really work? I play varsity. I'm only a freshman. <laughs> I did like a quadruple take at that last bit because it was <laughs> yeah. like, wait a minute. He's, hold on, he's a freshman now? <laughs> he's like seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> You're a, a freshman at like work <laughs> like, like, like a professional <laughs> career like, steroids freshman in mba steroids improve <laughs> the structure that you have like they don't put you in like quintuple puberty like this was insane <laughs> actually guys i have a secret i'm on steroids i'm only six years old 
I also liked that Jimbo says, what do you want the whole school to know? And it's like the school already obviously knows because how else would Vince know to call you to get them? (laughs) And they're in the locker room too. And the locker room does have lockers, but it's got bricks and posters and banners up. I've never seen a school locker room that looked like this, but it's just a weird conversation. Were you guys expecting like someone to like come out of the lockers? Like I've seen a lot of sitcoms where like, you know, it's a special episode and like someone is like around the corner and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I heard or saw that. Like I was just expecting like someone to have been stuffed in the locker and then it like opens up and they're like, no Vince, no. I was. Yeah. That would have been, it would have thematically followed from the kind of show that we were watching. And as we'll get to, the way that Vince gets his is so much more contrived than that. I think I like what they did much better. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's contrived, but what they came up with was the most contrived. Took effort. What I was surprised by yeah. was the the steroids that he gets are their oral, so he takes them in pill form. And I wanted to see this guy, like, shooting himself in the ass, like Roger Clemens style. And it led me to a thought, and that's, what what's your favorite steroid? I don't know any steroids, I don't think, other than like what I took for my asthma at various points in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's a cortisone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I like Stanzozolol. I feel like that's one that comes up with wrestlers a lot. I also liked the cream and the clear. <laughs> that came up with the Barry Bond stuff. Just a lot of references <laughs> to the cream and the clear. Um, so if anybody's got a connection to the cream or the clear... Hit us up at WatchBots Pod. Hashtag, I'm only a freshman. They uh, they handed out a cream award at the Prisms. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. Although, uh, high in protein. High in protein. So here, we get a montage. And it has some of that guitar riff to it. Now, the montage is amazing, right? Because, among other things, it shows Vince slam dunking so he can slam dunk now he's shooting a lot of jump shots but they only show his hands in the yeah. <laughs> they show him doing this like ridiculous no look pass to julie who does like an under the basket hook shot him weighing himself several times and getting into fights in the games and this montage raised a few things for me okay tell us what it raised for you because i have some things too <laughs> My immediate thought was, how long does it take for steroids to be effective? Because he has three he has three weeks. Now, I looked it up, and it depends on the type of steroid. So there's no catch-all thing here. There's no silver bullet answer. But some steroids can start to take effect in a week, minor effects, with the real full effects coming in at the four to six week mark. So I don't think he put on like the 50 pounds of muscle that they proclaimed. What this also did, though was it made me realize how much I enjoy fake sports. Like, <laughs> you know, in a show built around basketball, right? Like, you have to show them playing sports. It's just kind of part part of the deal. But sports at their best are really fluid, right? You know, there's a lot of kinetics. There's a lot of movements. But here, they're acting like they're playing sports. They're not actually doing it. So everything just feels like they're running in quicksand, like they're just running to get to their marks. And it's just, ooh, it's good. They yeah. lack all spontaneity, which is what sports are. They they had like they could only show like a second or two 
of them playing basketball before they went to the next shot in the montage. So I just imagined them filming this and they're like, all right, Anthony Anderson, wave your hands wildly. Like you're looking for a pass and he waves his hands wildly and then they cut and they go to the next one. All right, run up and down the court a couple of times. We'll, we'll, we'll splice this in. It was so, so awkward. Yeah. And I think, you know, the mighty ducks movies are like this too. Right. And I mean, they're kids and youth hockey is not pro level, but like, if you watch the way that they're skating and the movement is, it's very like herky jerky because obviously they're cutting between shots and like nothing feels fluid. And then this had that feel to it. More than fake sports, there's nothing I like more than a fake sports or training montage. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted to do was go to YouTube and just watch Rocky get ready for every fucking fight. And I did do a little bit of that. uh, And it was great. It made me feel happy. Uh, It had nothing to do with this. What I do have to say about this particular montage is that steroids work weird. Right. Mm-hmm. And they improved his jump shot. Thank remarkably. God for all that work that he didn't want to put in, that he instead invested in swallowing pills secretively, mm-hmm. clandestinely in the gym, in like in the everyone. locker room. Yeah. <laughs> How many of these pills was he supposed to be swallowing at a time? Because every, like, uh, they just dum, kept dum. showing him in, like, in the locker room swallowing. It's like he didn't eat any eggs. The answer to this is the more, the merrier. That's how steroids work. There's no upper limit. It's okay. just you just keep building that sweet muscle mass, and then you get buys on top of buys. You look like a yeah, fucking yeah. bag of grapes. Harder, the harder, best, faster, yep. stronger, more vascular. The vascularity. It's what was Get him more fatty. He's gonna puke. <laughs> it was great because there was literally no physical difference in Vince from the beginning whoa, to the whoa, end whoa, of the whoa, montage. Whoa, that- whoa, 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 whoa. No, he weighs himself twice, and he gained weight. He had to switch 50-pound weights because he was so fucking jacked. Totally. He's huge. No visible difference. None. That's wrong. That's not true, Shailen. And we know that there's a physical difference because this guy's slam dunking. He's fucking no look passing. It's amazing. His stats are through the roof. So now we're back to the locker room set, and the, the team has just won a game, and it was here that I noted, oh, there are more than six kids on the team because there's just random kids in basketball uniforms like in the background. And it's like, who are those these kids? Like, they're not random, Ben. They are lesser. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say those poor kids. <laughs> they were just like Vince before he started taking steroids. <laughs> so <laughs> they just need some of the juice too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And fortunately for Vince, you know, he has a dream, and Coach tells him what's going on. All right, good game, team. Especially you, Demata. All that extra work is really paying off. But, well, as far as making the clinic goes, um, congratulations, Vince, you made it. And he responds to this triumph by going around and aggressively high-fiving people. Like a roid rage high-five. He broke Julie's arm. He ripped Josh's hand out of the socket. He missed Anthony Anderson's hand and his, his like high-fiving hand just went through the guy's face. It was awful. And then he touched oh, a ball and it was like Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jalen, your thoughts? Got dark. What I like is that well, son. Roid rage translates into Go also through. just complete lack of motor skills. <laughs> I think that that was just an acting choice. No, it's definitely roid rage. Hmm. Could be. Uh, speaking of acting, just Theus's line delivery here is amazing. Yeah. Like the the, like just the, <laughs> the fake out he gives him, and you totally redeemed yourself. 
<laughs> it's like every so bad. line delivery he does is like I just every single thing he does like I spent the whole episode thinking like obviously he's a bad actor it's not what he was trained to do but is he trying to play this guy as like a complete dipshit like he's supposed so. to be the mentor figure and he's just like a fucking dumbass you think Engel gave him like some Mr. Belding tapes he's like study these See what he does. Yes, absolutely yeah. I do. Yeah, I heard you like game tapes. Here's a few. Yeah. Haskins, Here's... the master. And yeah, don't bother with the laugh. That's Haskins' thing, trust me. <laughs> he gets pissed if you don't do it. You need to do a, <laughs> you need to do a quiet loud, quiet loud delivery. Who did that? QL, QL, QL. So the team clears out. Except for Vince. He's hanging out and, and Josh is there too. And Josh comes up and starts giving him a little neck rub. But it's not out of love. So, man, you made the clinic just like you wanted. Yeah, I would have done anything to get in. Well, what's up with your neck? You're all broken out. Oh, uh, that's some chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah, I can't eat too much. Are you sure it's not from steroids? And it's like... You fucking twerp? (laughs) (laughs) Now, when I was in high school, I had some body acne. That's just kind of... It's part of growing up. Yeah. Part of steroid use. I mean, I wish I had had steroid use. I probably would have been getting more dates. You know what I'm saying? But like, for Josh to immediately be like, "You're on steroids," is is yeah. a wild leap to take. Yeah, two things here. Like one, one that like, what a wild jump to conclusion. I thought you guys were friends. Uh, and two, like, I, I didn't have many friends growing up, but like the ones I did have, we never talked about like, "Hey, your neck's breaking out." Are you okay? You must be on coke. <laughs> if, like if I if a friend in high school came up and touched my neck and was like, "Wow, you're really breaking out," I probably would have cried and hid inside the locker. So I had friends in high school who often pointed out my disgusting acne to me, right? And they'd be like, "Oh man, this is really bad," and they would fucking touch it. Uh, oh, more oh. than one person. So that didn't weird is me. That a girl thing or I don't know. It was weirder that he didn't say like, oh, are you okay? Do you need help? I'm concerned about this. And instead he just went, you're using drugs. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. A twerp like you can improve their stats like that so fast. There's no way you're as good as me. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Because I'm 38. If anybody (laughs) ever touched your pimples, uh, hashtag poke my pimples. So- yeah, I mean, I guess Josh has the benefit of a decade of wisdom on Vince, so maybe he can he can recognize this. But so he's like, "You're on steroids," and then Josh continues to lecture. Classic old man maneuver. You know, I checked into that stuff. If you are doing steroids, pimples could be just the start. You could end up with headaches, brain seizures, or even heart attacks. Yeah, well, I am getting a headache from you. Look, fine, I'll back off. Good. You know, I checked into that stuff. What the fuck does that? What did he do? Like, go check out microfiche? Yeah. What did he, do you know the like the, the local pharmacy? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, give me the uh, side effects for uh, for for Provasic, please. Although <laughs> Provasic, to be fair, I did go to a local pharmacy once and ask them how diaphragms work because I I didn't understand. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they told me, and then like a policeman tailed me home. I think the way that I made this work in my mind, which isn't good mental gymnastics, but this is where I went with it. 
Josh originally said, I knew a guy who did this thing. And then now he's saying, I checked into it. So I am of the belief that Josh is actually 14. Oh, you think he pulled the Jimbo? He's the one who did the steroids. That's why he's so upset. Exactly. He's like, this ruined my life because by the time I graduate from high school, I'm going to be too old to be taken seriously as someone with no work experience. Well, it's interesting, right? Because Josh does, I'm going to keep talking about Mighty Ducks here. Josh does have some corollaries to Fulton Reed because he had left sports. The kids pulled him back. He looks a little bit older. So maybe there's something to that. Maybe Fulton Reed is a roid head. More like Fulton Royd. Could be. Didn't get that slap shot naturally. You know what I'm saying? Could be. Full of, full of roids. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Take that, Fulton Royd. So... Josh backs off and he leaves. And now, unfortunately, we do have to connect back to the B plot a little bit because they're starting to screen the movie. So it's the kids and they're in a classroom and they're screening the whole movie. And then just at the end, right, there's a shot of Vince and Jimbo in the background and it's like a half second. But it's it came so good. It came on screen and I was like, oh man, they're going to Zapruder film this motherfucker, aren't they? And wouldn't you know it? Well, let's just hope our teacher feels the same way and gives us a good grade. You know, I didn't realize Vince was in the last scene. I also enjoy that they couldn't even give the teacher a name. They had to be like, I hope our teacher enjoys it. Yeah. Oh, man, same. I hope Teach loves this. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about like the movie started and I was like, they haven't figured out that he's using steroids yet. And like they they were going through like all the scenes of the movie. I was like, oh, no, they're going to catch it on film. This is amazing. And then. The gall, the balls on Vince and Jimbo to do the drug deal in front of a crowd of extras in the movie is so insane. It's not even just that they do a drug deal. It's also that his drink is spiked with steroids. What's in your cup? They keep asking what's in his drink. Oh, but I think that's just misplaced, though, because he's just taking pills. They're not like Alka-Seltzer. That's not how steroids work. I think that the kids in this scene were supposed to think he was drinking the drugs. Hmm. Because three or four of them <laughs> I missed say that it. entirely. Because <laughs> I thought that they were going to think he was an alcoholic, and then he was going to be like, it's not that. It's drugs. What they should have done here is immediately gone to their teacher. Well, you know, Josh should have gone to the teacher before. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Immediately here, Julie's like, I didn't know you were in that scene because he's in the background for a quarter second. So that's it's a bizarre way for her to enter into it. But here we go. We start watching the tape and here's where shit hits the fan for old Vin. What were you doing with Jimbo? More importantly, what's in the bottle? <laughs> Prescription bottle. Prescription bottle. I, I thought I also, they were talking about his water bottle. No, no, no. Prescription bottle. But yeah. I do love that weird, porny sci-fi base. Yeah. <laughs> I loved, like, just like Josh, they just, what were you doing with Jimbo? You never hang out with Jimbo. He's 80 years old. He's older than Josh. Um, <laughs> so we go to commercial. and we He's co- my grandpa. We come back. And boy, boy, Vin's feet are in the fire. And I'm not talking the steroid fire that you have from your, your decreased testicles. What were you doing with Jimbo? Fine. You want to know? I was buying steroids. Ooh, aren't I such a bad boy? Oh, man. So that's how you were improving. I was so proud of you, Vince. Now, not for nothing, you know, 
declaring himself a bad oh. boy would give him appeal to a certain demographic, but to each their own. Some people oh really like bad boys. <laughs> Does he have tattoos? Uh, oh, he might. I, I bet he wears a leather jacket over a sleeveless <laughs> tee. So, Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm squirming over here. <laughs> it's cool because he's 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's a real bad boy. It makes that joke much, much better. Gross. <laughs> so, he's not a bad man. Vince's poker face is just non-existent. And he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm on steroids. What are you going to do? Because he's, he's roid raging now. He's pissed <laughs> off. Steroids. I'm taking steroids. Taking them all the time. And they're like, oh, man, why did you do this? You're ruining your body. Your balls are nothing now. You got no balls. And he's like, you would have done the same thing. Yeah, and he whips them out. And he's like, look, they're still big. Yeah. And he's like, these balls are they're as big as the they're made for spalding walking. balls that we play with in the gym. Yeah. These but are real bad boys. It's a really uncomfortable scene. And, you know, I've watched some episodes of Intervention and My Strange Addiction. And this really sort of nails it for, for how these things tend to go. But again, the show keeps giving you these twists you're not expecting. Hey, I've only been taking them for three weeks. I'll quit after the clinic, I swear. Look, man, I don't want to do this. But either you quit right now or we'll tell Coach Fuller what's going on. Yeah, that's not what we want, but if we have to, we'll show Fuller the tape. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And I got to do this. Nobody's ruining my dreams. Now you got no proof. <laughs> So he breaks the videotape over his knee like he's Bo Jackson. It's fucking oh great. Oh my God, it's amazing. He has no concept that these kids could just as easily walk to the coach's office and be like, hey, Vince is doing steroids. That's the thing about roid rage is you're mad. You know, you're not, you're not thinking rationally. They don't call it roid rational. Touche. Did, yeah, did he think like coach was like a court of law? Like, there's no proof. Yes. <laughs> Possession's nine tenths of the law, baby. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> oh hello there he sounds like one of the newsies and it's very distracting <laughs> to me because he's supposed to be from chicago i also think they're alluding to him being addicted to steroids it's been under three weeks that he's been on them and he you know, can I, stop anytime he wants i ben. know that yes you can die from a single dose of drugs I, i'm not under undermining it but they just put that in there so lazily to be like uh yeah he's addicted to them too yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll quit. So he snaps. Poor Jimbo. The, poor Jimbo. Yeah, like, guilt by association. Yeah. His scheme is ruined. Jimbo that no one talks to the teacher about at all. Jimbo's in zero trouble for this. No, no, he's not. He, did, he comes back He says up. Jimbo needs help. Yeah. Period. So you know Jimbo's going to get the help he needs. Is he? But the thing <laughs> no is. No one's caring for Jimbo. What about Jimbo? Jimbo's not on the basketball team, Ben. Uh, justice for Jimbo. Jimbo, Hashtag he's justice a for good Jimbo. guy, Jimbo. But the point of this is, Vince has let his dreams and his steroids get in the way of the class project because now they're like, oh, we don't have a class project. And it's like, oh, you only made one copy? That is why you always record duplicates. That's my little podcast production thing of the day. You always L record yes. duplicates. You got to dub that shit twice. So we come back from commercial and we're at the clinic. And Coach Fuller walks in with Muggsy Bogues. And I think Muggsy Bogues is the shortest player in the NBA. Yes. But there's only one way to find out. Yeah, it's great to be back with Muggsy again. Did you know that he's the shortest player in the NBA? <laughs> I feel like Muggsy got that written into his contract. 
They have to say it out loud. Yeah. 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 Please tell them how short I am, Peter. Yeah, you got it, buddy. Don't worry. I mean, he <laughs> catapulted off this performance into a starring role in Space Jam, so he wasn't too bad. It's true. I heard that they offered him the contract based on his soliloquy toward the end here. <laughs> uh, soliloquy doesn't mean one line, Chalen. No, it's a soliloquy. That's why they call it a solo lineoquy. That's why they paid him so much money to be on this episode. Hang yeah, time. Were they paying him by lines and they didn't have enough money? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. We're 10 bucks short. <laughs> if only we hadn't bought those steroids. For real, we would have had the money in the budget. Why didn't he use placebos? They put this kid on steroids for three weeks. <laughs> Fitz demanded it. He's a method actor. So normally, for events, there's usually dates and there's times and there's locations. And they're all pretty well known. So ostensibly, Vince, having been accepted to the clinic, would know when and where it was. But apparently, that's not how this clinic works because... Uh, Wait for me! Wait for me! Vince, and you can't stay. Hey, I earned my way in. Yeah, you improved your stats. But you didn't do it practice. You did it with drugs, and that's not acceptable. Huh? You know what would be acceptable? Ordering a pizza. Oh, yeah, a real nice pizza. So the kids did go to see the coach. Yeah. But nobody told Vince that he was out? No, because <laughs> And nobody decided also... to show the audience that it happened? <laughs> yeah. Steroids make your brain not work right, so you can't be on time for things. Steroids right. make you not punctual, Ben. They, they destroy your uh, mental calendar. There's that, but he had also been ejected. And I had a thought, like, did they tell him that he was out and they just cut that scene and we cut here? No. Like, he just shows up late yeah. and Fuller's like, no, you can't stay. And it's like, they must have told him at some point that he was not allowed. We've already established that the coach is bad at being a coach and bad at being a teacher and mentor. Mm -hmm. And I posit that he is also bad at being a responsible adult who would tell someone in advance. <laughs> he just doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I gotta so, make my short jokes. I'm gonna shame him in front of Muggsy Bose. <laughs> Did you guys think that this was a dream scene, like a dream sequence? Because it, it, oh. it it's so it was so abrupt. Well, it wasn't, but like it was so abrupt, and like they started talking about, like, yeah, we told the coach, and you don't see it. Like I feel like that would be that would have been an important scene to show, right? But nope, yeah. they didn't do it. And so like the whole time, I'm like, when's he gonna wake up? When's he gonna wake up and realize like, oh, I gotta tell coach myself. No, it's real. Muggsy Bogues is really there. And the coach really knows. And they're all really bad friends. And like, <laughs> you really can't bad adults. have multiple lessons in one show. The lesson is don't do steroids. It's not be responsible and escalate to an adult who can help. You know, you can't mix that metaphor. Yeah, that's Indeed. too much. That's a that's plot C and you can't afford that. time. That's right. So we have to talk about our bananas. Yeah, that's right. So Vince is like, oh, shit, come on, coach, be cool. And there's a couple of things that happen in this clip. Uh, let's just play it, and then we can talk through it. You and Jimbo both need help. No. No! <laughs> so you're, he reacts like a, like a gorilla for some reason. No! no! No, just me, not Jimbo! No, spirits! It's like Rey Mysterio yelling at Dave Batista. <laughs> no, Dave! Please no! Don't. So... He freaks out and he's like woke points. Shayla just <laughs> lost some woke points. <laughs> some of us make Mengala jokes. 
It was an iconic moment in WWE history when Rey Mysterio just yelled Speaking no at Dave Batista a million times. So Vince reacts to this like an insane person because that's the thing about roid rage is you go insane and he goes over and he gives Josh the fakest right cross I've ever seen and it gives you like the... <laughs> there is no contact. The roid rage also gives you superpowers to knock people over with force of will yeah. as you swing your fist kind of near them. Well, he's so strong that the wind created by his punch knocked Josh over. He's better than Captain Marvel. Or alternatively, Josh has both arthritis and osteoporosis, so he's easier <laughs> to knock down. What's the side effect of steroids? Yeah. <laughs> which he took to look like he was 83 years old. Vince is like... You son of a bitch. And Josh is like, hey, man, what the hell? But then Julie comes in as well. She got to get her two cents in. Josh is being a friend. You're ruining your own life. <laughs> then he punched <laughs> her. <laughs> that was not cool. It was cool to punch Josh because Josh is a snitch and you know what they say. But you can't punch, can't punch women. Not cool. Yeah. Too far, Vince. So Vince runs out. And then we're in the locker room again. And Vince is just sobbing. And he's like, what did I do? What did I no, do? No, I ruined my life. Oh, no. I, whoa. <laughs> and then it became Joey from Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> and who should walk in? Not just Coach Fuller, but also NBA superstar Muggsy Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's the most important people in the world to Vince. It's his uh, coach who was uh, like shit-talking him 20 minutes ago. <laughs> and Muggsy Bogues. Oh, man. So... <laughs> Here, Vince is like, this is my episode, baby. This is I'm going for the Emmy. Let's get his speech. But if I stop, if I stop, yeah, you know, I won't be good enough. Oh man, meow, like a little baby kitten. Meow. He sounds like Christian Bale singing Santa Fe. (laughs) (laughs) I love. Give me a few more bars, Shailen. No. Anyway, I few digress. more bars. Few Newsies. more bars. Jalen's gonna sing that great Newsies song. Jalen, what if Ringo Starr was singing Santa Fe from Newsies? Oh, the Santa Fe da Okay, <laughs> all right, that's good enough. Vince is all in the steroid lubidus. <laughs> yep. His testes are all his test his testes are all shrinky dinky dinks. <laughs> I can't. I can't get into the accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, they've gone to They've retracted into his bibbly bottly boo. <laughs> He's shooting bigly blanks. They dropped and then they went back up it again. It's like that octopus has gotten. You go down. You go. You go up. But there's there's no shade because he's got no balls. So Vince is very melodramatic about how he's ruined his life. Right. And (laughs) they keep saying that Muggsy Bogues is the shortest man in the NBA. But what they should be saying is he is the most articulate, sensitive psychiatrist in the NBA. Because he gives us two pearls of wisdom here. Here's the first. How do you think I did? Think I turned to drugs to make me a starter? No, I guess not. That's right. Because if you use a chemical crutch, you never know what the real Vince could do. So if you use the camel clutch, the Iron Sheik's feared finishing maneuver, you'll never know what you can do. That's what I heard, too. (laughs) A chemical clutch. Crutch. Oh. 
Oh, I guess that makes more sense. If you use a chemical crutch, you'll never know what you can do. I honestly thought he was saying chemical clutch, and I didn't know it. And then they went to a Chemical Brothers song. It was really weird. <laughs> but You're welcome. That aside, here's another pearl of Muggsy wisdom. Just remember, what makes a man big isn't his size, but what's up here and in here. And he's pointing to his balls, which Vince yeah. no longer has. No, he points at his eyeball and his chest cavity. You need strong vision and good lungs to be a good basketball player. <laughs> and so Vince is like, you know what? I am a man, damn it. And he, he flushes the steroids. But then Josh comes in and Josh, like he's bleeding from the nose. He's got a broken orbital bone. He's fucked up from that punch. And he's like, hey, does anybody need another 15-year-old in the room here? Because <laughs> <And, laughs> I definitely am one. <laughs> Josh is like, let's shake hands. Let's shake it out. And Vince is like, no, we have to hug. And they get in the most romantic embrace I've seen in a long time. And you know, like that trick that some kids would do in high school where it's like you stand facing a corner and you wrap your arms around yourself. So it's like you're making out with somebody, but it's your own hands rubbing your back. High school, fifth grade, same difference. Classic. We did it it in high school. I still do it. It's a great joke. That's what it looks like these two were doing. It's weird. Here's the audio. I did need your help. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> like porno music. Come on, Jalen. To be fair, it starts where Vince goes like real deep for that hug. And yeah. for a second, Josh is hands off. He waits for a beat. To be like, all right, consent. But then he gets two scoops of that guy's ass. Yeah. And but, it's firm because of the steroids. But Vince is grabbing onto him, so he's giving a positive signal. And then he grabs his balls, and he's like, "This two scoops of raisins right here, baby. There ain't nothing here. Where brother. did these go? But here's the twist. Oh, the show, as so often before, comes with a twist. Vince is not making up with Josh. He bear hugs him and he squeezes him to death for being a snitch <laughs> and then he throws his crumpled old man body in front of Muggsy Bogues and says you're the shortest man in the NBA dig it Muggsy Bogues was fantastic here the, hey, was the short jokes the, the writing was confusing here no they bring out they bring out Muggsy Bogues and they're like we want to highlight that he's overcome his height to play in the NBA mm-hmm. um, he's he's did it with perseverance and talent but we're also going to have Reggie Theus's character shit on him for being short. And, oh, oh, actually, maybe the crowd that he's telling the short joke to won't like the short joke. Mm-hmm. Nope, they love it. So we're just making fun of Muggsy Bogues for being small. Right. It makes no sense. This man's a legend. He's Muggsy Bogues. He, did, he accepted the, the bad writing with grace and mm-hmm. overcame it with good advice. And that's what got him cast in Space Jam. Damn straight. That role was originally going to be Josh from Hangtime. But the producers of Space Jam were so impressed that they hired a man 15 years younger. The one and only Muggsy Bogues. Hmm. So the episode, I mean, the episode for all intents and purposes ends there. But we have one more scene where they have to reshoot their school project in like a day. Apparently they had six months to do this school project. But instead of remaking the movie that they already had made. That they already had a script for. They decided to redo the movie and do a ripoff of Frankenstein. And who's playing Frankenstein's monster? 
that old coach fuller and he sits up and they're all yelling at him and then vince just comes up behind them and does like the jason Voorhees neck snap for kicking him out of the clinic there were no consequences for vince is the point vince had no consequences jimbo got no help and everyone moved along with their lives as though this never happened (laughs) never to be spoken of again (sighs) but that's hang time boy boy, with your puberty there for a second pick up your sunday shoes would you show hang time to a youth basketball player no it gives a false sense of what basketball is like at every level and who better to know what basketball is on every level than shaylin i went to my sister's basketball games as a kid a lot sure i just never played okay (laughs) i know these things yes Dave? Yeah, I would show it to a youth basketball player. I mean, they um, they need to know the X's and O's of not only the game on the court, but the game of life. Absolutely. For this particular episode, for me, it's a resounding yes, because steroids make you better at sports, and that lesson needed to come across. And that's, that's how I feel about it. And let's go with one to five life-improving steroid cycles. Jalen, how many steroid cycles would you give this? How many doses of the cream and the clear? No steroid doses, but I would give it three inspirational Muggsy Bogues gives you a sentence instead of a speeches. Give it a three. I'm trying to wrap my head around that one. Okay, Dave? I feel like I just got (laughs) inceptioned. (laughs) You did. I'm in a... A sentence within a sentence within a sentence. I gave it, uh, where are the notes I didn't take? Uh, four and a half out of five. I, this was like California dreams. It was just like so bad. It was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It, um, it's cheesiness had me laughing. None of the jokes that they actually wrote had me laughing, but the, the show <laughs> just had me dying laughing the whole time. So four and a half. Uh, thanks for the treat, Shalyn. Yeah, I'm going to give this a three and a half. And I think uh, I just have a nostalgic place in my heart for 90s NBA. So to see, I mean, Reggie Theus played in the 80s, but Muggsy Bogues and, and all the players that would show up, uh, it means a lot. You know, the sports stuff in this context is funny and good. The show itself, oh boy, it's just atrocious. And if there were versions online where people just cut out the meaningless B-plots, maybe I would like it even more because Mm. I don't have time for bullshit, but it wasn't too bad. Now, before we move on to the game, I think we owe it to the listeners as we've watched a bunch of these fucking bad shows now. Of the ones that we watched, because we can't judge ones we didn't watch, give me a quick one to four ranking. Best to worst. Say by the Bell, Mm -hmm. California Dreams, Mm -hmm. Hang Time, Mm -hmm. and then City Guys. Okay. I'm going California Dreams, Saved by the Bell, Hang Time, City Guys. Yeah, Saved by the Bell, Hang Time, California Dreams, and then like what? In the sub basement, City Guys. I can't believe you ranked California Dreams that low. That I can. That ben doesn't beautiful. like fake music. Yeah, it, but between I, I fake sports and fake music. I'll pick <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Mr. Farrell one, Saved by the Bell two, Mugsy Bokes three. City guys uh, in the sub basement still. 
Well, I'm glad we did that. What, you bring a pizza? It's not acceptable. You got to manage your time better. (laughs) Let's play a game. Get those stats up. All right, guys. It's been a while since we played this or that. Today, we're going to play a sports... No, wait. Try again. A fictionalized sports TV show edition of this or that. I am going to read you okay. the title of a TV show. And you have to tell me, is it real or is it fake? Mm-hmm. We're not going to take turns on this. You have to beat each other in speed to tell me, real or fake. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. From the top. It should be a fast list and then I have a lightning round. <laughs> How? What kind of list? A fast list? Fast. Okay. Do we have to buzz in or do we just say it? You know what? Let's buzz in. Give me a noise. Pick them now. If you use the Game wrong time. noise. All right. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> all right dave wins the game congratulations <laughs> it, wait, hold on what, all right you know what just to keep everybody comfortable if i can't <laughs> <laughs> the last dance real or fake these are tv show titles not episode titles tv show titles okay. oh and they're all specifically tv shows about sports okay. hey, time dave is real. Correct. Carry the ball. <laughs> if I can't fake. Correct. <laughs> All American. Hang time. Dave. It's real. That is real. Carry the ball. Blue Mountain State. Uh, if Hang I time. Ben started first. Real. Correct. Inside Edge. Hang time. Dave. That's real. That is real. <laughs> it's about WWE superstar Edge's former steroid use. Hockey. It's about hockey. It's from the needle's point of view. That's right. Inside Edge. Down, but not out. The TV show. Hang time. Dave. That is fake. That is fake. Pitch. If I can't. <laughs> Real. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Make it or break it. If I, I can't? Yes. Is that real? That is real. Is, is that about, a sports show? I feel like I've heard about that. That's not a sports show. That is yeah, about that was like a gymnasts. Home and garden. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Circa it was an HGTV show. 2009, 2012. Sure. It, On uh, great time. Family Channel. Freeform. Like, Freeform. Formerly Family Channel, formerly ABC Family. Coach. Hang time. I was like, who's going to go first, Dave? Real. Real. Eagles. Hang time. Go ahead. That's fake. No, it's real. (laughs) What? I think you mean Iron Eagle, the series, but that wasn't about sports. Eagles is about Swedish ice hockey. Sure. Huh. Sure. Okay. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hang uh, time. I, uh, ben got there first. I didn't get my buzzer out. I'll, I'll give Dave that one. I, I stumbled my buzzer. I fucked up. Dave. That is real. That is real. Daddy. I forgot that was about sports. Yeah, he's a basketball coach. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. I know he proposed to... Holly. Holly at the Lakers game. 
his basketball coach. I, I don't know why I forgot that it was about basketball because I think a basketball was in like the title credits. Yeah, it was. was. Mm -hmm. I think one of the O's in Mr. Cooper was a basketball. You know, the original title of that show was Hang Timon with Mr. Cooper, Hmm. but this got there first. They had to change it. There was another one, Hang Dong with Mr. Pooper. It was. Neck and neck. Daddy. Yeah. Fake. Fake. (laughs) I thought you were announcing our scores. No. Par for the course. Hang time. Dave. (laughs) Fake. (laughs) Block and tackle. No proof. Real. Fake. Damn it. The audible. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Hang time. Dave. Fake. Fake. All right. In our bonus round, you will have the opportunity to win three points. Okay. Scores are at Dave at seven, Ben at five. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins the bonus round wins the game. Do you only do bonus rounds when I'm winning? <laughs> I had this bonus round ready before okay, I had right, the rest of the right. game we, ready. We could rewind the tape on that one. That bonus round did exist. I'm going to give you each the name of a fake show. Uh-huh. And you have to tell me what the the general premise of the TV show is. And if you'd like to cast it, that would be great, too. But you don't have to. Are we doing the same show or different shows? I'm going to give you different shows. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So you're going to be in the hot seat. I give you the name. You tell me about it. And then we go to the next person. Can you introduce the shows in a Regis Philbin voice? No. You start talking about the hot seat. I will not yeah. do that. The hot seat. That's a bad Regis Philbin. I'm sorry. Who would like to go uh, first for our bonus here. round for the win? Since I'm losing, why don't I go first? Ben, mm-hmm. the name of your show is Ballpark Figures. Ballpark Figures. <laughs> okay. Tell so, me about this NBC primetime TV show. So it's about a workaday accountant played by Regis Philbin, and he works for the paducah pigeons they're a minor league affiliate and they're always like right on the verge of bankruptcy and because they're a small operation he has to do the figures like the calculations but he also has to come up with different marketing schemes to help the team so that's how you get different guest stars in every week right like one week you could have melissa mccarthy in but she's not playing melissa mccarthy she's playing like a conniving hot dog sales lady it turns out that the hot dogs are actually not of good quality and the female lead is played by um, returning sensation Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years. <laughs> and they have like this weird like May-December thing going on. And, you know, it, you can use your imagination. All right. Ballpark figures. Yeah. Coming this fall. And the theme song is ballpark with your figures. Ballpark. Ball Eating some hot dogs. Yeah. All right, Dave, please yes. tell us about the NBC smash hit Slam Duncan. <laughs> I'm going to write that down so I don't forget that. Slam Duncan is, um, so there's a, there's a young boy and he's growing up in the Ozarks and he's, he's just walking around one day. He's, he's got the old, uh, He's got a peach basket in his hand and he's 
He's going to hook it up to a wall and just start shooting hoop. But um, he finds a monkey in the woods. <laughs> sure. The monkey's got a, a, t- a name tag on it. It's got a little vest on. It's got the name tag. And that monkey's name is Duncan. And the boy doesn't know what, really know how to play basketball, but he's he's got a passion for it. But the monkey, the monkey knows how to play. So the monkey teaches the boy how to play basketball. And uh, that's where the name Slam Duncan comes in. Um, the monkey also helps the boy overcome his fear of talking to girls. So there's a lot of like, you know, kind of cutesy romantic misadventures. And uh, let's see, the, the, the boy is played by um, a return to form Jonathan Lipnicki. And uh, the monkey is played by Matt LeBlanc. I have an alt for that, but I don't, I don't want to get in the way of your scoring. But I, I want to get this out after. My scores are done. Okay. If you'd like to I put the pen down. Here's my alt for Slam Duncan. It's a dating show about a, a bunch of basketball players who are trying to woo famed actress of stage and screen, Sandy Duncan. <laughs> I have an alt for baseball figures. Okay, no, it's um, no give, ballpark me. figures. Oh right, uh, ball, I'm sorry, ballpark figures. There are these uh, three women in the the front office of the <laughs> Boston Red Sox, and they're um, trying to figure out how they can play Moneyball, like the o- Oakland Athletics. And uh, these three women are they they figure it out. They uh, they got all the stats that help the Red Sox win the World Series, but they're never praised or allotted until 50 years later when people finally start to recognize their work. And it's called Baseball Hidden Figures. Thank you. I'm going to afford a tie in this game. So Dave gets one point for (laughs) including a monkey in the plot of his TV show. Okay. But (laughs) child actors suck, so you can't get full points for that. No, he's an adult playing a child. It doesn't matter. Like no. Like our age. You said he's playing a kid. That immediately you lost. I'm sorry. Oh, he's an adult I, playing a child? He's like yeah. Josh. <laughs> he's Josh. Exactly. He's a Josh. You're a that Josh. was the joke. Shit. Okay, Dave wins the game by one point. Yes. Fucking yes. shit. But I came up with that, that sexy dating game. Yeah, but it was gross. So no. thank you for playing whatever the name of this game is that I told you it was called. Right. Very specifically. Slam Duncan. I think it was Slam par for the Duncan's. course. Uh, originally, par for the game course time. was going to be spelled P-A-R-R. Okay. For the course. And it was going to, I was going to make you come up with a thing. Mm. I came up with a bunch of fake TV shows, but I decided I didn't want to hear myself read a bunch of synopses to you. So that's why we played the way we did. Well, thank you for that explanation. Par for the course. You know what, though? We're shooting for a hole-in-one here, so let's get to that mailbag. We'll mark that down <laughs> on the scorecard. Now, hey, booze, all your talk about the teenage years lately has got me wondering, what's one of your most embarrassing moments from high school? Your friend in time, Dick Butt Kiss. Now, not Butt Kiss in like the football player, like smooching that rear. So I don't know if old Dick's on the up and up, but it's embarrassing high school moments. <laughs> Dick's always on the up and up. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sorry. So much of high school was embarrassing for me. Mm -hmm. And so much of it, I felt the embarrassment and pressed on. I have two stories to share. The first was that time that I was in a school musical. Uh Uh-huh. And I had a very long solo song 
reasons unknown. I don't know why they cast me in this role. It was very confusing. A Little Night Music by Stephen Sondheim, which is not appropriate for high school students at all. Oh, my God. Uh, And I was the slutty... I just wanted a nice school play. I was was the the slutty maid. And I had a song (laughs) that was many stanzas long. And for some reason, our director decided... We don't need to block that or practice it or rehearse it in any manner, shape, way, or form. And literally opening night, I had to ad-lib the entire thing for the first time with the pianist that I had never done before. Wow. Ever. I managed to pull off kind of a weird shuffle dance thing that I made up on the spot. And as I looked at the audience with my maid's costume that I was very uncomfortable with. I usually wore turtlenecks. I made eye contact with the superintendent of all of the schools of my town, forgot the words, as one does in a moment of panic, and sang in tune with the song, and a something or other, and went on with the show, because Mm -hmm. what the fuck else could I do? (laughs) It was awful. My face was red for maybe six or seven years after. Uh, How old were you? 16 or 17? 22. I was in high school then. I just wanted a nice show. So was was, Josh. I think I was a junior in high school at that point, I think. My second, and this was my own doing. This had nothing to do with anyone else. I completely forgot that I was supposed to do a project in history class. And I was supposed to do a presentation about a country. And I didn't. And I knew exactly enough Swahili to make up two lines of a song that I invented on the spot and pretended that I learned a native dance. Okay. Hmm. And I performed the song and dance in front of my entire class. Pretended it was real. Now, I knew it was fake. Mm -hmm. My teacher knew it was fake. Mm -hmm. But he refused to acknowledge that I didn't do the project. No, like waiting for me to cave. And it was a giant game of chicken. And I won that game of chicken, and I got an A on that project. And I, to this day, have never felt that level of embarrassment, nor Mm -hmm. will I ever feel that level of embarrassment again. I went for it. I was not going to let go of it, even knowing that he knew I was bullshitting. There's a lead you buried there. You knew Swahili? I knew a few select phrases in Swahili. Shailen, hit me up with a few Swahili phrases. And Gombi Wazuri. Those are some fine cattle. Okay. 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 That's uh, I remember Hakuna Matata. Everybody knows that one. Asante Sana. Yeah. What kind of loser doesn't know Hakuna Matata? Yeah. It means no worries mm, for the rest of your days. Anyway, how about you guys? What embarrassing shit did you do in high school? I got one sports related. So I played soccer, not very well, but I played it. Uh, played it all four years. I was called up to the varsity team. One kid got injured, and so they needed to needed a spot. And I was old enough, uh, and my coach had decided that I played enough JV to deserve a spot spot on this uh, during this varsity game. So I was uh, undersized, still am as as a child. Didn't really hit puberty till I was I don't know twenty four or so. So all the kids I was playing against were enormous, like just all. Five eight or above. I was five six. They were all like, you know, I, I probably weighed like 110 pounds soaking wet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going up against this kid on the other team, and I just like 
we just kept meeting on the field and he kept like knocking me over, elbowing me, tripping me, all these things, just really beating me up. So he <laughs> knocked me over, I guess one too many times. I jumped up. I did this primal scream. I like pounded my chest and went and like just flexed as <laughs> like hard as I could. I ran right at him. I sort of like tucked myself into a ball in the air and cannonballed myself into his chest. Hmm. And now you think, oh, maybe Dave knocked this kid over and like really got that kid got his comeuppance. No, I bounced right off of him and just laid flat on my back and my entire team just laughed their asses off at me. Nobody helped me up. I got a red card for violently <laughs> attacking a kid and uh, I was out of the game. So yeah, that was a long bus ride home. It was an away game. And uh, I will never, never, ever forget that, that, hmm. that lapse of judgment on my part. I... You better have a story, Ben. Well, I mean, I don't know that I qualify any of them as embarrassing. Like, like I was... I, I don't get embarrassed. <laughs> well, no, it's just... It's more like I was such like a nothing in high school that sort of embarrassment is not... Like, like these are just like pathetic stories, right? Like, I... I lied about being a like a set painter for the school play uh, and opted to hang out by myself and read tabloids instead for several hours after school. <laughs> Who did you lie um, to? My mom. I fished. So uh, I had a like a graphing calculator and it, it disappeared or somebody stole it. And I found it months later in a toilet full of shit and I fished it out. Uh, it still worked. Oh, I did, went. Did someone take it? Yeah. yeah. And like put it there? Yeah. How do you know that um, one was yours? Nobody else had the same one. I went to my junior prom solo and hung out uh, at a table where nobody wanted me. I I would have wanted you. Set, thank same. You. I set, I'm not looking for like reassurance here. I'm just saying. I, I, I wasn't. Our, our cafeteria had broken stools, uh, and I would always end up sitting on the broken stool. I, I can keep going if you want, <laughs> but like <laughs> I don't qualify these as embarrassing. Oh, I. My mom refused to get me like normal clothes, like because I went to Catholic school, so I had to wear shirts and ties. I guess this is embarrassing. Uh, so I always had like bright orange shirts and like Jerry Garcia ties. So really, just fucking cool stuff. But were you a deadhead in high school? I mean, in high still school, is. still is. But um, <laughs> again, like this was just sort of life. So I guess all of life was embarrassing, and so it's hard to pick one out above another. That's fair. But yeah. yeah. Do you guys have, like, will you, like, remember something you did in, like, sixth or seventh grade, like, really far back and still get, like, flushed and, like, like red-faced over it? Does that happen to you guys? To a degree, yes. But more than that, I will be almost asleep and remember that thing that I said in first grade. And then suddenly I'm awake for the next eight and a half hours, regretting it and wishing that I could change history and wondering if anyone else remembers it. And who did I hurt? And what path did I send them on when they could have butterfly effect in a different way? And I think (laughs) I got really good at blotting out really negative stuff at a point. So like most of my memories from that time were like, wow. Remember when I printed out like 400 pages on a dot matrix printer of like the Zelda Ocarina of Time guide and I, and I beat Zelda? That was pretty fun. I mean, those are the kind of things I've chosen to remember about life in that t- that time period. I remember. Oh, plus all the uh, the girls I was making out with. Yeah. Just yeah. one after another. Same. I don't know. Just Lining up. Daddy. Tearing Whoa. off that orange shirt. <laughs> so I had friends who had a cable access TV show in high school. And at one point, as a joke, 
a joke. Mm-hmm. They wrote a bunch of disparis- uh, disparaging songs about me and thought that I would like sing them as like a pretend like buy my CD and I refused to do it. And then I found out later that some other girl sang the songs about me mm-hmm. and they aired on cable access for like two weeks before the program manager yanked them. Huh. Yeah, that was less embarrassing and more rage filled. But so, I mean, girl, 15 minutes. That of girl fame. was your mother. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. <laughs> Thanks, Dick Buckus. Thanks for that wonderful trip down memory lane. Memories. Didn't hang myself. <laughs> Made it to adulthood. Wasn't that what hang time was about? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Vince didn't make it. Shell, that's awful. You just went down a dark, dark path that I was not prepared for. Shell, that's horrible. So, maved by the Angel comes to a conclusion not with a bang but with a whimper or not with a whimper but with a bang depending on your perspective with a hang we could time if you guys wanted we can extend this out we can hit the new class we can hit usa high i vote we put the bit to bed and after we finish recording tonight i will just marathon a bunch of saved by the bell the college years okay do we want to put in like a minute like a, a, a Peter Engel minute for Shailen every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that would force her to keep up with the bit. Exactly. Mm. Yes, perhaps. I like <laughs> it. Oh, man. And then in this episode, Screech was like, no, Violet, I need my lucky hat to play. And then Violet was like, no, I don't have your hat. And then she gave her hat to Valley. Now, here's, here would be the challenge of that, that segment, is you would have to keep it to a minute. Yep. Shailen's Engel minute. It would be a hard cutoff. You're doing it. You're thinking about I'm it. I'm thinking You're about it. it. She's going to do it. We'll see. Mysteries abound. What's next? Who's to say? But do you guys have any big resounding life lessons that you've taken from this month? Like, like many of the characters took away from their situations. I think I feared high school less because of these TV shows. I thought that it would be fun. I mean, I was wrong, but I just expected it to be full of hijinks and interest and not terrifying, Mm -hmm. which is different from a lot of stages of my life when I just looked at them with abject terror. So thanks, Peter Engel. I went into high school thinking I would have six friends or five friends. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I had like two. And I felt it was incomplete because I I didn't have that Saved by the Bell or Hangtime core, you know. But now I know that that's not needed. All you need is two friends that are husband and wife that you sometimes just tag along with a lot and maybe live with them for a year or so. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and just, hey, can I join your podcast? And sure, whatever, Dave, that's fine. That's the lesson here is you can have, you don't need five friends. You just Mm -hmm. need two. I think for me, the lesson is take a cycle of steroids. That's what I've taken away from this month. Listeners, you can follow me on this journey um, on a Tumblr blog that I'll, I'll set up. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about that next week, but I think... Do you know Jimbo? Yeah, he's a freshman. Benabolic steroids? Good. See, that's not bad. Thank you. And yeah, don't reunite with your mother either, is the other lesson I took away from this. And also, two-minute radio shows are effective. Now, Don't moon the school board. No, do it, moon the school it board. It will that's, haunt you that in you, years you later. You get a high-paying gig out of that, baby. 
Principal. Hang Moon. And Hang Dong. Dong time. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Jiffy, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, anywhere you can think of we're there at WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Android, Spotify again. For Dave and Shalen, this is Ben. We're bringing this theme month to a close. And... So thanks for watching my shows, folks. Really appreciate it. A lot of hard work went into those. Just remember that love is not like this. Love I, not, uh, I wrote that song. Uh, uh, I broke uh, up with my uh, third uh, wife. Uh, uh. I just wanted a nice theme month. <laughs> <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears on those pages. Not my blood, though. Angle out. <laughs>